studio is recorded in front of a live internet audience. It's time to do the show, I mean, chew the dough, with Aaron and Danae, streaming on Mixler every Tuesday or available to download later on your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Time for the show to begin, so let's listen in. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Aaron and Danae. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that uh, fine intro. If you'd like to introduce... Introduce. Introduce. Chew the dough, then you can uh, most certainly do that. Just go to our website, and you'll find all the instructions there as well as the script. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. We just love hearing from you. Grab your phone. Mm-hmm. Record in the phone. Yeah, it works. Send it to us at aaronanddanae at gmail.com. All the links are at the site. How are you doing, Danae? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, how What's are been you? A- I'm great. What's been up in your life? I have a slight shift in color tone on my shoulders. <laughs> okay. So you went outdoors? You went into I the, was in the, the out of doors? Went to Kansas City with my husband over the weekend for like an epic. Uh-huh. We haven't been on a trip together, just the two of us, yeah. in a while. So it was really nice. We just wanted to get out of town. And there was a concert that was in Kansas City that we found out about. And Justin loves the Goo Goo Dolls. And so he was super pumped to go see them. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, let's also go to a baseball game while we're there. <laughs> So it turned into a baseball game. Goo Goo Dolls was the original weekend. And then the weekend just like it was full. It was full, full, full of stuff. It was now except you, for the baseball game, except for being outside, I should say. Uh-huh. It was a really fun time. So the baseball game obviously was outside. The concert was also outside. Yes. Which you weren't expecting. I was not expecting it to be outside. Who else was it with the Goo Goo uh, Dolls? Collective Soul. Collective so these soul. are bands from when we were. See, in high I would have school. been more excited about Collective Soul than the Goo Goo Dolls. Really, they didn't play yeah. very much, though. Really, like yeah. much stuff you knew, or just they didn't play much at all. They didn't play much at all. I mean, they mm. played they played you know their highlights from you know their most famous songs. But mm-hmm. what was your favorite song that that ended up jamming? Oh, I liked all of the Goo Goo Dolls. Because yeah. they played some of their new stuff from their new album, and then, of course they played their hits like Iris and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But which one's Iris? See, I'm um, just not that familiar with the Google. Well, Google give up Do- forever. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, from um, the soundtrack to City of Angels, maybe. Could be. Did you ever see City of Angels? I don't with know. Nicholas Cage and I no. think Meg Ryan. I was before I was really watching a bunch of movies. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting movie. I mean, you said Nicholas Cage, so I assumed it'd be an interesting movie, it, but it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it has that has that song. Yeah, Iris and that's in it. kind of. Yeah, they got, they hit you know major big stream, but so was it one of those things where everybody major big stream, not major stream, major like mainstream. mainstream. Is that what you mean? That's big, the word. Hit big in the mainstream. <laughs> Woo! It's gonna be a fun one. My brain, my brain. Was everybody singing along and just yeah. like the whole crowd? And yeah, that's such an experience. There was a little bit of negative energy behind Justin and I because the people that were sitting behind us, uh-huh. there was this guy who like aggressively came at Justin and was like angry with him for being tall. <laughs> I know that feeling. And was and and like seriously was like, dude, just find a place and stand there and, and be still. Cause it's we all cool. paid to see the show. They said that? Yeah. 
And so it immediately shifted the atmosphere. So Justin scoots out into the aisle a little bit so so that oh, the guy can what see. What a sweetheart. Which means that now we have space between us, which it's super, super hot. Space is always good when you're sweating. Uh-huh. But like we came to be there together. Right. So, but I, I seriously almost said something and in my head I was just, don't get Justin into a fight. Don't get <laughs> Justin into a fight. Because the guy wouldn't attack me. He'd attack Justin. Yeah. You know? What would you have said? Now you have your chance. I, you're, you back in, say it now? you're back in that moment. This inconsiderate person has told your husband, can you just find somewhere to stand and not move around? Probably something horrible like maybe you should be angry with your ancestors for making you short. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would have said. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was more It was more like can just, you just don't find let it a, come out. Can you just find a chair to stand on maybe? Something like that. Do you mean go get your bottle? <laughs> Baby. You know, it I'm sad come, we played this game. It would have come to me in the moment, but the problem was, is like he he kind of was like a little, he was like stout, and you could tell there was something about the way he said it. Mm. He probably would have enjoyed it. He likes it. to pick a fight. I he, I got the feeling, or he was just trying to, I don't know. But they ended up leaving. Really? And our seats were pretty expensive. We paid over well, maybe that was it. Bucks first. Maybe he went somewhere else. Like individual. You wouldn't have to sit behind Justin. I'm guessing. I don't, I don't know. know. It was it was well it was a wild time. But okay, before we move on though, yeah, I got to see my family, my friends. Justin got to see some of his family while he was there. So like while we were in KC, it turned into this whole kind of this like experience of mm-hmm. being around people and reconnecting, and I loved that. Yeah. And then we decided on Sunday to go to the uh, is it Nelson Atkins? Oh, museum? the art museum. I yeah. forget what it's called. So it was kind of like Justin's turn to sacrifice and do something he didn't want to do. I just call it the Kansas City Art Museum. But at least it was inside. Mm-hmm. So he walked around the art museum. And how did he react to that? Um, did, I mean, was he able to find some enjoyment in the museum? Or I think was he so. Just, okay. I think so. But I think he was more interested in my excitement, just like I was more interested in his excitement. Well, this is what I was going to ask you. Which do you feel like was greater? Your excitement, what you were able to find be ex- to be excited about at the baseball game. Or what he was able to find to be excited about at the museum. Who did a better job at getting excited about the other person's thing? I think Justin did a better. Okay. I think Justin did a better job of that. But I really worked all the weekend about keeping my thoughts to myself. And it it kind of helped because it's not that I had the best time being outdoors at the baseball game I or even the concert. Had the time of my life. No, it wasn't like that at all. It wasn't even and close. I to, oh. it all to you. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but I was really proud of myself for not like bringing it all down by like yeah continuing yeah. to talk about how right. I was not. Well, happy and you have to a choice, right? Like, when you're in those situations, you have a choice about how your attitude's going going to affect your experience. And if you feed that attitude, then it's going to negatively impact you and the people around you. But if you manage to cut off like those like feeding those thoughts and you just kind of exist in it, then you just you live through it, you know, and you don't you don't impact the people around you in a negative way, even if you're not necessarily enjoying it, you know? So you have a choice, right? I think I did have a choice. My choices were make Justin leave <laughs> or stick it out like a big girl and stay. You know what I mean? I think you made the right choice. I well feel done. like I did. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you had a good time. Thank you. I haven't been to like a a big concert that I'd be been excited about in a long time. Like I'm trying to think like 
I'm trying to think for who a I concert would, or yeah, I'm trying to think who I would get excited to see in concert. And the number one has always been Harry Connick Jr. If I could ever see Harry Connick in concert, that would be like the big number one for me. Like I'd have to go see that and just like soak in it, you know, because he's so super talented and it'd just be such a fun time. What is it for you? Um, well, mentioned earlier in our exclusive pre-show, uh, Jewel, yeah. I think would be my, I think I may fall apart and just sob. <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. It would be an emotional experience. I'm I'm sure it would be because it would be so incredible to see uh-huh. her live. Just thinking about it. Uh, you're getting, getting a little teary-eyed. You're getting a little teary-eyed. We better move on. <laughs> Don't let it happen Run today. Away. Don't let it happen. Emotions. Before, Get them out of here. <laughs> before we move on... Uh, I think that the chat is really, really funny. Uh, BDG says, Danae's key to a great relationship, number 16, keep your thoughts and opinions to yourself, <laughs> which I loved. And at the mention that I had seen a movie that you hadn't seen, uh-huh. he wrote, alert, alert, the world <laughs> is coming to an end, hurricanes, earthquakes, sharknadoes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I also love his comment for uh, the comment in the chat for what you should have said to the person behind you. I came here to hear the band, not your whining. Yes, that would have been good. Very nicely done. Are you ready to shoe a dough? Yeah, let's shoe a dough. Today, we wanted to start with a little bit of a kickback again, I think. um, The conversation with Jordan continues. And I I love it. I'm so glad when there's this interaction. We did a pretty intense episode um, of No Label Safe a couple episodes ago. On racism. On racism and race relations. And got some feedback from a man named Jordan. And uh, emailed back to him and let him know you know, where we apologized and, you know, why we continue to do what we do. And, you know, we talked a little bit on the last episode about having to have the permission to have these conversations and maybe say something wrong or say something insensitive if we don't know it and to make those mistakes because otherwise you just, you're in fear of ever having a conversation. Specifically, that was for me. I have to be, (laughs) I have to be uh, given permission to be human. (laughs) That's right. Well, we both do. I've said some stupid things on the show before. You did a good job of understanding like that in the sphere of racism Mm -hmm. and the, all of the emotion and verbiage. I got, I was so in the emotion of it. Yeah. You know, I said some things that. I have apologized for, and Jordan wrote us back after we wrote to him. And what a beautiful reply, and basically thanked us right off the bat for responding and for having conversation with him, uh, wanted to let us know that he didn't feel like we owed him an apology, but he just wanted us to know his opinion, uh, and then you know, kind of went into some more specifics about you know, uh, specific parts. What where- Danae said. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I... I have to tell you, it's obvious that I was very emotional in that um, interview, and I hate—I I, like—I hate knowing that because I want to go back and, like I've said yeah, before, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. delete it all, right? Um, because he, actually, which is what we cannot do. That's what I'm afraid of. Like you know, we can't be in that kind of fear. But reading his quotes of me mm-hmm. makes it even worse. <laughs> I mean, it's an example of—it's uh, an—it's good because it's it, an hour and fifteen-minute show, and he literally quotes—he quotes a dozen words, a dozen words. Um, where it's basically like, like, um, uh, and, uh, I think like, um, maybe Alton, uh, I had some, no, it's not really like that, <laughs> but I feel that way when I'm reading it going, yeah, I just didn't have my thoughts as put together as maybe I should have. Well, the only way to do that is if we scripted our entire show. Let's do that. And just, <laughs> let's do 
no. let's script ourselves. No. Let's suck <laughs> the life right out of it. <laughs> no, I really did. And Jordan, thank you for giving our show a, a, a chance and for saying that you're a fan of the show now. And yeah, because he did, he did listen to the next episode where we talked about yeah. it and we appreciated that. And so I, I love getting that feedback and having that conversation. And, and I think sometimes that's the whole point, right, is you want to be heard. And just like... Derek wants to be heard with what he's going through, and we want to be heard with what we're going through. Jordan wants to be heard with what he's going through. And we want to make sure that that's, uh, there's always a chance for that, as um, Spartanite in the chat put it, civil discourse, mm-hmm. you know, that we're able to, you know, have awkward conversations. That's one of our big platforms. And so that means I've got to be willing to mess up. And Jordan, thank you for making yeah. this an easier process for me. I think I'd be much more upset if you had been really, really upset. Um, but it does circle around just, you know, trying to be careful and going back and trying to be appropriate and uh, respectful of people's opinions, even if, you know, in this case, I agree with him. I think, and I went, he actually referenced, I wanted to mention this before we move Sure, sure, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, in his original email, he referenced a post. Let me see if I can find the guy's name because it's cleared off now. Jay Stalin, I think. Okay. Or Jay Stalin, perhaps. All right. Um, who posted a blog post on July nineteenth, two thousand sixteen? It's dot com. Um, it's titled "Hard to Understand," and it's a really he referenced this in his um, email, his original email to us, and it's from the perspective of um, somebody that he really respects, and so. I I read through that and I thought it was very very well written so um and really really great opinions I would highly recommend you read it too but he kind of as a black officer he kind of goes into more of his opinions on what's going on in our culture and how to make change and things like that and it's still a conversation that uh, go on for a while. it's going to go on for a while I mean yeah. you know Michael Jordan you know uh, the possibly the best basketball player of all time you know, came out and said, you know what, I have to say something about this. And he's somebody who's never said anything political in his entire career or life because, as he said at one point, Republicans buy shoes, too. And uh, so, you know, he's been very guarded. But it's a conversation I think that people need to have. And again, civil discourse doesn't happen when we say things that we don't, you know, that nobody disagrees with. It happens when you say things honestly and then you're allowed to clarify and have conversation and those kind of things so that we can kind of work towards a goal. So in uh, Jordan's original email to us, he uh, closed with a, a verse in Ephesians. I think it's really appropriate. Ephesians six twelve. for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Uh, mentioned in the chat, you should have a cop on an episode of No Label Safe. Uh, we're actually already working on that. So yep. we are working hoping, on that conversation. Um, hoping to ha- have that happen soon. I will script myself. <laughs> no, I will be. that is not the answer. <laughs> the answer is I honest must discussion. eliminate all humanity from myself so I do not make mistakes. Uh, all right. On <laughs> with episode number 127. Uh, we'll get to some headline hoarding. But first, from the edges of humanity, people keep acting in certain ways and other people write it down and report on it. We call it news, and now we will peruse the news. Take that, Mr. Hitler. No. That's coming back. It's coming back by request. Uh, 
only if I get to slap. Oh, yeah, you didn't do the kickback sound effect. Oh, is that what I'm supposed that's to do? A, that's, that's the sound effect you're supposed to do when you say it's time for some kickback. Oh, it's too late now. All right. What do you got for your first peruse the news? For my first peruse the news, uh-huh. I chose three articles today. The first, blood clot deaths are tied to hours of daily TV time. Which is getting a lot of attention. We actually talked about this on the radio show mm-hmm. earlier today. Yeah. Uh, there was a report that was released in Japan that suggests uh, there was only over 200,000 cases of pulmonary embolisms. Mm-hmm. Which Basically, if you don't move your legs enough, your blood starts to clot. And then those clots can dislodge and cause embolisms. The short of it is people who watch television for five or more hours a day have more than twice the risk of those who watch <laughs> half as much TV to die of a blood clot in the lung. So, because it goes from the leg, and that's and, usually yeah, where it and gets it caught travels up. to mm-hmm. the body. Yeah. So that's the pulmonary part. Those of us who have seated jobs, and then we go and watch seated shows, mm-hmm. it's just much, much more important for us to move our legs around. So they say every hour that you really should walk around, do something about stand up and move. Stand up and move about every hour or so. Uh, and specifically, they're tying it to binge watching like a series because more and more people are sitting down and watching. 13 straight episodes of, you know, whatever the case is, House of Cards or whatever, you know, is out on Netflix. Stranger Things. You know, you're sitting down and binge watching eight straight hours of Stranger Things and not getting up and moving around. And it's it's really a dangerous thing to do. So so that one came from Reuters.com, but you can find it on a lot of different websites. It's getting a lot of attention right now since that has just been released. So um, that's that one. So move your legs, people. Move your legs. My solution on the show was to have, on the radio show, I should say, was to have TVs in every single room of the home, and then after like 30 to 45 minutes, it shuts off on one room and makes you move to another room to watch it. That was my solution. Television safety feature will not stay on for more than an hour. Uh, My first peruse the news is the election stuff. You've got the... um, the conventions, the Republican convention happened last week. The Democratic convention happened this week. And my Twitter is just like all politics. Is yeah. yours? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I think so. It's like. <laughs> Am I, if, I go to, if I go to Twitter ever. Is that one of the reasons you're staying away? No, I just, I am not in, I've never been in a Twitter rhythm. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Um, I, I just, See, here's my thing. There's so much going on, and I've actually posted a few things about the idea that you know we we kind of resign ourselves to this two-party system, and there's no law that says we have to. You can vote for whoever you want, so that's been kind of one of my big things. But to hear like you know the things that Trump is saying and the things that they're saying at the you know the DNC, uh, which is the convention this week, you know Hillary hasn't had her speech yet, and I'm just like, I just don't. I'm just finding myself more and more going, I, I don't I don't line up with any of these people. <laughs> like I just I cannot find like a, a you know a ground to stand on with a lot of the stuff that they're talking about and the ways that they're talking about and the ways that they use fear and I don't know, politics politics is really getting me down. Like the idea that the governing aspect of this country is just I don't know. Danae? Yes, Aaron. <laughs> Initiate sequence five three two. Political conversation. No, you don't have anything to say. Don't you feel the same way? Actually, yes, I feel the same way. The response I get from you is usually just quit talking about it. Just quit talking about it. <laughs> That's what like you do. You don't want to think about you, it. You don't think about it. You avoid confrontation. 
you avoid emotion. Uh-huh. You avoid thinking about it until it's time to go and vote. And then here's what you do. You enter the ballot area. Uh-huh. You pray to the Lord <laughs> for insight and wisdom. And then hopefully there's some sort of angelic revelation and and then you cast your I ballot. I don't know that that's the right way to do it. I don't uh. know that that seems I don't know that that seems uh. like a good idea. Uh, so how do you, do you keep up with it at all? Like, how much do you know about like what happened with the uh, Democratic, um, like the the woman uh, Wasserman that just resigned from the head of the Democratic Party because they had been uh, encouraging people to do good things for Clinton instead of Bernie Sanders? Like, she's the head of the party and she's having an impact on you know the way the primaries are going and those kind of things. And so she resigned because they found emails. Like there was an email hack. Have you followed any of that? No. Okay, so you completely just kind of like shut that stuff out then. I like to think about what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. <laughs> you know, there's just priorities. Uh, man, that sounds like a wonderful world to live in. Maybe I should join you. Maybe I should just figure out a way just to forget about it. And I think the hard thing for me is because I try to like just be a relatable person, uh-huh. not talking about it makes me more relatable. Right. You not knowing who I'm voting for makes this relationship better <laughs> do you know what i'm saying <laughs> well in a, in a dichotomous situation yeah you don't are, turn off half the people there right. are people who still do not know whether i voted for obama or mm-hmm. whoever right you know through all the years that he's been up uh-huh. doing the thing that the obama's doing you i know? thought you kind of gave it away when you said whether i voted for obama or whoever <laughs> you don't know <laughs> the other people well i was were. thinking about the times that he's sure, yes, sure. Been McCain, McCain, and Romney, I think, were the two he ran against. So, these are the moments where I'm just like, "Yep, <laughs> tight lip." I was raised in a family where you do not talk about politics. Uh, I know a lot of people feel that way. Zip it, yeah. But I do pay attention. I do have opinions. I am afraid for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> no, that's a good place to end it. That's, just, that's all that needs to be said. Anytime politics comes up again, I'm afraid for all of us. Uh, I am a little bit because I feel like better spent is thinking about ways that we can begin to recreate how we can get involved in politics in a way that's very much more hands-on because we yeah. don't talk about that as Man, a I heard, um, I, I listened to a couple political podcasts and they're both very, I would say, left-leaning. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Like they're, I think all all the hosts for both of the po- political scoliosis. podcasts I listen to, yes, they have a little bit of scoliosis, um, is, is more on the Democratic side, which I love. Um, because I love to hear, you know, both sides. I get a lot of the the right side just in my general life. A lot of my friends, you know, are more right leaning, so I like to kind of hear both sides. But um, but they had Mitch Daniels, who is the president of Purdue University now, who used to be the governor of Indiana, I believe, uh, on the podcast, and they were just discussing different things. And man, did I like him! Like I was listening to him talk. Is he the and guy just... that you posted about on Facebook? No, a couple days ago. No, that was the another presidential candidate. I'm looking at. I'm looking into this. He's not running for president. He's the he's the president of Purdue right now. I'm just saying I hear politician, quote unquote, politicians like that, who he's technically not a politician anymore. He's a university president. But I hear people like that and I go, man, why can't we just have more civil discourse like that? Like, why does it have to be such a fear mongering split the nation into two parts? You know, why can't we like because figure this hunger stuff games? Out? OK, <laughs> because hunger games, Because that's where we're headed. Yeah. What's your number two? I mean, who would you pick snow or coin? I'm just asking. Katniss. 
I pick Katniss. You pick Katniss. Katniss, you can be president. But she's not leading the country. No, that's true. She checks out, man. Yeah. She has post traumatic stress. And this is the thing, and right? And goes to raise a family. Who wants to lead the country? Like, you scary know, scary people. Scary people want to lead the country. People who have really strong opinions and, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, this is the world we live in. This is so we kind of have to just try to adapt. And if we don't I just like wish, it, figure I out how to really, change it. I really wish there were 10 people running for president instead of two. Like, I really wish there was like a, you know, like a bigger selection of people that we could look at and go, okay, I like how this person talks. I like how they treat people. I we like have small, what they medium, believe. and large sizes for our food that's at right. fast food. That's right. Why do we have to have yeah, just two choices? Yeah, our fast food menus are, you know, Why is lots there of just choices. two at the end? That's right. It's the gladiator We figured stuff. it out. Make it more like fast food. Maybe... Yeah, no, I'm not going to say my thoughts about gladiators. Okay, moving on. What's your peruse the news number two? A plane just flew around the world without a single drop of fuel. So this is kind of a a neat thing. This is all solar powered. Um, And this plane is uh, completely paneled. So I I can't remember how many panels it has on it. Let me see if I can figure it out real quick. Uh, 400,000 kilometers without fuel. It is about the weight of a Ford Explorer, 200 times lighter than a Boeing 747, and has 17,248 solar cells attached to its wings. So it flew around the world on solar power? Solar power. Nice. Which I think is great. Now, it didn't fly, like, fast. No, I saw this. It it flew 90 miles per hour around the world. (laughs) Most cars could go faster. It took a long time. See, I heard that when I heard this, I was like, oh, that's amazing. That would change everything. It would because, change everything. <laughs> because planes can, you know, they can they can be up where they can be getting solar energy the whole time. Like mm-hmm. using like solar energy to power cars has never made a lot of sense because you never know how much sun you're going to be able to get on your car. But but then I found out it went 90 miles per hour. I'm like, that's not practical. Nobody. I mean, well, even in solar that, power, it's just like. This is a two person plane. So it changed traveling for a lot of people. It'd be really slow, uh-huh. and there'd only be you and a piece <laughs> of luggage. So you'd be flying, and you'd have your luggage behind This is you. the way I feel with a lot of the alternative en- energy stuff. And by the way, I'm completely for continuing to experiment and figure out like clean energy, all those kind of things. I think it's very important. However, so much of the alternative energy stuff, you look at windmills and solar power, None of it has become practical yet. Like none of it has come to a place where it actually financially or even environmentally outweighs the other options yet. And it's just it's one of those things. That maybe we'll get there someday. But when you really like, do you crunch mean for the numbers, like mass humanity, or do you mean yeah. like for an individual family? The both. Okay. This is the point. Whenever I decide not to say that I don't agree with you. <laughs> Because I don't have the research to back it, and I don't want to have that conversation right now. Yeah, and and again, I'm saying but, I want it to work. Like I want there to be alternative energy that is actually you know cleaner and less expensive and all those kind of things. But um, some of the windmill projects, I have uh, you know a friend who's inside a, some of the governmental stuff in the state of Illinois, and there's a big windmill project there, and the energy that the windmills create and save will not. Um, pay off what they're doing for like 200 years or something like that. And by that time, they'll have had to replace them like, you know, however many times over that course. So it's like, it's all experimental at this point. And it's all just but trying people, to figure out. People do live off the grid and not pay for electricity that they gather from their solar pa- panels. Mm-hmm. 
So that is that is nice, not having to pay sure. for your electricity. Well, yeah, but I mean, but they do pay for it. They just pay for it up front. They pay for it with putting the system in place. That's what I'm saying. The practicality of it is like you either just pay all your energy for your energy in both fuel consumption and finances. I like said at I the beginning, do this and then we're doing it. Or you, you know, you pay for it as you go. Right. Is the thing right now. So we're on the pay as you go model. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. All right. Uh, my number two. Maybe I should just say my second one. My second one, although it does have to do with McDonald's, so who knows. Uh, Big McDonald's comeback runs into some issues. So McDonald's has been on the upswing because of the all-day breakfast thing. Mm-hmm. So they've been doing really well with that. They're looking at you know adding more sandwiches in, that kind of stuff. Um, but they've really found that it's actually diminishing their overall uh, financial outlook because people aren't eating anything but breakfast. So the cheaper foods or whatever, the stuff that they sell for cheaper is actually um, one of the ones that, you know, that people are buying instead of buying the stuff that, you know, has a better profit margin for them. So they're kind of living in a world that they've created in that way. Until chickens have more rights and then they'll become very expensive again. Chicken, chicken rights Mm -hmm. will make what expensive again? Chicken, like if if it's all free range chicken and free uh-huh. range chicken eggs, they'll become more expensive to create. Oh, I see, I see what you're and saying. And then the profit margin will go back to where it, they like it because and breakfast the has chicken stuff, or the dinner has chicken stuff. Breakfast has the eggs. The eggs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do so you see th- my logic? Nope. Because if the eggs are more expensive, that actually makes the breakfast things worse for McDonald's. And uh, right now, the breakfast right. things are better for I McDonald's. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or something like that. I think what we've discovered in this podcast is basically we can have opinions on things. We just can't back them up. That's basically what we're trying to do here. You're the one that doesn't want to have everything scripted. <laughs> uh, my last peruse the news is that today, when this podcast is recorded, is one voice day. And I read this earlier Um I thought maybe we would talk about it on the show, but we didn't talk about it on the show. It's just an interesting thing where there's a group of people in the 90s, I think the mid to mid 90s, maybe 1997, yeah, 97, who created this um, kind of statement and they asked everyone to pass it around. And the intention is that it's read universally around the world as families or organizations or whoever kind of wants to read it. That's just a a unification for peace like trying to live for peace. So it's like the universal peace covenant is what it's called. So it's super, super hippie sounding. And then I realized that it was written by the school of metaphysics. <laughs> so it totally makes sense, but I really loved it. I jived with it for real. So I thought it was kind hey, of there's a new thing. There's something about, uh, you know, putting your words out there, right? Like there's something about stating what you want and stating what you believe and, and, you know, to have people, you know, say that they're for peace, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I liked it. It The statement, which I'll link in the Mixler. Is it too long to read? Yeah, it's pretty long. It's like 500-something words. But um, And, they, and, they, and they, they want us all to read it out loud? In your own families. But it has to be at the same time. Um, so I think it's 6 p.m. UT, universal S- time. 6 p.m. Universal Time. Universal I can't, Time. I can't wait to be on Universal Time. I know, that would right? be amazing. I want I'm not Universal even Time watch. I, I'm not even kidding. I ah, I wish we could get our act together and be on Universal Time. That would be awesome. But I don't know when that is on Eastern Time, so I'll have yeah. to figure that out. 
I don't know how that works either. Uh, uh, let's see. U time. I have no idea. There is no quick Google page for UT yet. Maybe it's Greenwich. Maybe it's the maybe it's Greenwich mean time is universal time. Do you think maybe since that's the plus zero of the so. time zones? I think that's the intention of it. Okay. Um, but one of the things I really liked about this before I go 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 on to your last one was that uh, in the way that they wrote it, they definitely did not state that peace is going to be easy. And that some people aren't for peace, but mm. it's not about that. It's about that you are making an impact in your life for peace. Right. So. It's anyhow. about making that decision, right? Putting it out there that, you know, that's something that's that part you're gonna of your like goal work and part on of your it, worldview. Yeah. Work on sure. it in your environment. Absolutely. Uh, I had a final peruse the news all set to go. And then we do this show live in live chat. And somebody mentioned something in the live chat after I talked about McDonald's breakfast that I have to address. Chick-fil-A discontinued their cinnamon clusters. Is this for real? Did this really happen? Did Chick-fil-A nix possibly the best cinnamon breakfast treat in the fast food market? Please, please, please deny this for me. Please check and say that this is an urban legend. Well, um, first thing that pops up six days ago inside Chick-fil-A, an ode to cinnamon cluster. Yes. So I'm concerned a little bit, though, because it starts off by saying, in a world of singular cinnamon rolls, you were more. (gasps) Much more. A cluster, even, where other breakfast foods hid in the shadow of bacon and eggs. You stood tall, flexing your cinnamon sweetness for all to see. You inspired us not just to get out of bed, but to think of the most important meal of the day as something more. (laughs) Dessert. You were the perfect sugary glaze to our otherwise mundane mornings cinnamon cluster. Oh, no. And for that, you will always be remembered. No. True legends are never forgotten. No. Reflect on the good times with our retired menu items here. No. Oh, they better do the thing like they did with the coleslaw. They better tell me how to make it in my house. Okay, guys. This is great. Did you know that (laughs) Chick-fil-A... Has a retired inside.chickfilly.com has a hall of fame for menu items and it has like little plaques. Oh, nice. It says, so cinnamon cluster 2005 to 16, oatmeal 2011 to 16, <laughs> dressings, Asian salad, coleslaw 1967 to 16, wow. and carrot and raisin salad 67 to 13. They retired several things this year. The Asian salad, coleslaw, dressing, wow. oatmeal, and cinnamon clusters mm. all retiring this year. Mm. Cinnamon clusters. Are you okay? No. No, Can I'm you not. Can talk about it? Are they still available for a little time or are they gone already? I don't did know. I get a chance? Did I lose my chance to say goodbye? Do you know what that means? That means, the, like, think of the last time you had it. When was the last time you had <sighs> it? I don't know. I think it was Within when we were in... the last couple months. I think it was when we were in... Um, in Delaware? Delaware. Yeah, and they had Chick-fil-A cater that one morning. That was it. That was it. Let's just have a moment of silence. <sighs> All right. All right. I think we can move on. 
things for you to consider today. First of all, mark down November 4th in your calendar. That is going to be the next Shoe the Dough live event in Springfield, Missouri at Classic Rock Coffee. Yeah. So we'd love to have you there. We're just starting to gear up and get everything kind of planned for that night, but we have the date booked and we're going to be going live again. We're actually hoping to be able to stream it again. So fingers crossed that we can get all the bugs worked out. So thank you guys so much for your interest last year. And uh, shout out again to Caleb for driving in from Nashville <laughs> for that. So we'll have a special award again for whoever you know comes the furthest. <laughs> yeah, we will. So we would love to have you there. That's November 4th at Classic Rock Coffee. The time uh, will be released a little bit later on. We'll be sure to keep you guys posted. Um, Your support of the show makes this kind of stuff possible, too. So your support on Patreon um, not only makes it possible for us to stream the show and, you know, get it all out there and get the equipment that we need and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, uh, pay for subscriptions, but it also helps us to just get out into the community and do these kind of live events too so yeah we just we just re-upped our uh live streaming for another year live streaming plan and so you know that came out of your support of what goes on here so a dollar a month three dollars a month five dollars a month all you need to do is go to patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash shoe the dough patreon.com slash shoe the dough Yeah, we changed the URL, so if you've been supporting on Patreon and you're used to going to the old one, just remember that that's been updated to patreon.com slash shoe the dough. Quick link at our website, too. That's aaronanddenae.com if you just want to click on the link there. And thank you so much for your support. We really could not do it without you. And now on to the show proper. Today is going to be an episode of Headline Hoarders. Now, in the live chat, somebody asked, okay, uh, from Peruse the News to Headline Hoarders, what exactly is the difference? Here's the difference. The difference is with Peruse the News, it's stuff that has happened here recently that we're looking, we're seeing in the news, kind of the stuff that's at the top of the, you know, the chain in that way. With Headline Hoarders, you are getting to the back alleys and recesses of Danae's internet mind. This is where Danae stores. This is she has a room full of internet finds that she has nothing to do with, and they pile up over time. They do. She is a hoarder of these headlines, and so we give her the opportunity to purge herself of all the ones she can for. Oh, Danae, today we went a little long, so looks like you've got maybe about 20 minutes. 20, just 20 minutes to get through as many as you can and purge them. Okay. Right. So what this means is we're just not going to talk about them all. That's fine. This means That's that fine. you're going to have to buzz and go, you know, right, let me see when if I have you a buzz want here. to know. Like, but it doesn't need to be like a negative buzz. It needs to be like a little, I want to talk about that. Yeah, maybe that'll work. All right. I'll play the correct sound effect then if there's something I want to chat more about. So this is happening right now. In fact, this this was posted just an hour ago on Insider. Uh, the Nest thermostats around the world are all going off of offline it, during the worst possible time because we're in a heat wave right now. Why are they going offline? They're not releasing that information yet. This is all happening like in this moment right now. Did the singularity happen? I don't know. I don't, I are the robots controlling our homes? I don't know. But people are tweeting them. Nest has not released anything. They're investigating can stuff, I, but they're... Can I ask so. you something? Yeah. Um, we don't have Nest uh, thermostats. We do, however, have Nest security cameras. Are those being hacked, too? Possibly. Possibly. I'm, I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan. Of people being able to just see in my home. Well, who is? Uh, next, most Americans are fearful 
of these things, designer babies and brain chips. <laughs> this is an article where recently they've been pulled like the public's interest in a couple of like specific, specifically like tech that doesn't exist yet. Uh-huh. Um, and so 68% of America's are worried about gene editing and giving babies a much reduced disease risk. All right. Here's why I want to talk about this a little bit more. 69% brain chip implants. They're worried about that. The reason I want to talk about this is this is possible technology. Like this is stuff that could very well happen pretty soon. And 63% worried about synthetic blood for much improved physical abilities. Whoa. So this is all tech that's like on the horizon. And in general, this is a very, very in-depth like article. So it kind of goes into men and women and all, you know, kind of really breaks down Mm -hmm. where all this data is coming from. But for the most part, people are really freaked and worried about it all. I wonder how the number of people that are worried about um, self-driving cars has changed. I wonder if that number is going down. I wonder if more and more people are getting comfortable with it. What about you, Danae? You used to be like vehemently like, no, no, I will drive my own car. How do you feel about it today? Um, I'm still wanting to drive my own car. Vehemently? Uh, between the hours of noon <laughs> and three. <laughs> uh, there's some tech that really I am not interested in. in oh, you know me, in, man. I'll try it. I know. I, 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 I want to be a, I wanna be a, um, I, a I, robot. I don't think that we'll stop being friends if that happens. <laughs> I don't want to be the I told you so person, but when it I short feel circuits. like, yeah, I feel like. <sighs> I don't mind. I don't know. Make it happen. I'm sure. I'm sure. Many, many moons ago, it was really scary to think about taking a pill and you would just get better because it would be an antibiotic. You know what I'm saying? Flying. How about the idea that this giant chunk of metal is hovering in the air? This is really scary, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, people want to know if trumpets is in the Bible. So this is all Trump ents trumpets. There's this. Surge over the past week of people searching for the word Trumpence, T R U M P E N C. Oh, because his vice president pick is Pence. So Trump Pence. But they're thinking, yeah. but one of the searches is, is Trumpence in the Bible? Okay. So people are trying to figure out, according to just some people that are, I mean, like the assumption is that people are looking to see if Trump was the Antichrist. <laughs> Or in Revelation, or mentioned in the Bible as some sort of a prophetic person. Interesting. So I thought that was interesting. Just that the trend of, you know, trumpets. trumpets. I really like this. And lo, the fifth <laughs> plague I shall bring upon you, trumpets. <laughs> uh, jogging strollers recalled after over two hundred injuries are reported. No, I wrote. I got that one in my headline. The front wheel comes off. <laughs> It's a bad idea. It is a bad idea. So I decided to start going really far back into my articles. The deep recesses of your hoarding? Yeah. Okay. Um, because I really wish that I would get rid of all of these, but um, solar road technology comes to Route 66. We've already kind of touched on this a little bit, huh? Yeah. So what what is solar road technology? It's sunlight gathering paths. So, See, this makes a lot of sense to me because part of the the practice of solar is not enough um, space. Like, there's not, you know, there isn't enough sun gathering space, but there are a lot of roads. And so, if you build roads with built in technology, 
again, depending on what the initial cost is, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see. I think it'd be interesting. I don't mind that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anything that saves it. Uh, Facebook open sources 360 surround camera with IKEA style instructions. Okay. So 300 cameras that do the 360 recording. Which are going to become more and more valuable as virtual reality becomes more and more a thing. Um, making them, though, is not has not been something that people have just been doing for a long time because mm-hmm. cameras are pretty much just, you know, one yeah. one directional. Mm-hmm. So what's great about this is that they've released like a how-to and instructions, Ikea style, on how to make a 360 camera and they've open sourced it, I believe, hoping to kind of inspire people to continue to... To make their own? Yeah, to try to get more people interacting with this cool. like virtual reality world. Virtual reality, man. I'm again another technology I'm excited about. Dutch men confirmed as world's tallest. Ooh. Oh, where's my sound? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is real this is really interesting to me. There. <laughs> Feel good. The average Dutchman is six foot tall. The average uh Latvian woman is five foot seven. And they are the tallest now. I now I wish I could take my sound effect back. I thought you meant they found a man in Holland. Who was the tallest man in the world? No. I thought we were about to talk about like they found this guy and he's like eight feet tall. I was like, I just wanted to be like, cool. Uh, tracking growth trends in 187 countries since 1914. Because I thought all I thought the average height of men were, was six foot. I didn't. I, that doesn't seem like that's a high average height. I thought six foot was the average height. Battle, thank you. Let's see. Uh, biggest height gain, tallest man is in the Netherlands, and the tallest height gain is in Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, average male height, five foot ten. I was wrong. So, six feet is taller than most. You okay with that? I'm okay. Are you sure? Yep. Those you mean move on now? I'm still taller. Well, you're... By six inches. You're very tall. Um, today is Bindi Irwin's 18th birthday. Do you know who Bindi Irwin is? Uh, Steve Irwin's daughter. Yep. So she's getting attention today because she posted a picture of her as a baby with her mom and her dad and then had this really beautiful post about how life is beautiful and a lot has changed and Mm -hmm. she couldn't do it without her family and her friends. And so, of course, she gets a lot of attention because her dad uh, and her family started some incredible animal conservation and awareness in Australia. It was and his death was one of those where everybody loves Steve. Yeah, I mean everybody loved the crocodile hunter. Um well, I shouldn't say that, but you know, most people love the crocodile hunter and and also it was one of those deaths that when you saw the headline or you saw the news, you were like, what? That's a joke. Yeah. Right? Because you know, you're not expecting I, I believed it, but yeah. I'm gullible. So it was really bummish. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. So happy birthday to Bindi. Yeah. And I think there's a part of her life, too, where everybody's invested in knowing, hey, how you doing? You know, what, you know, to lose your parent so tragically and so publicly, you know, has to take its toll on a kid. And But it seems like she's actually recovered really well. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, it's I think people are really enjoying kind of her story and and her just kind of, you know, growing up and, and figuring life out in that way. Uh, Genius sold shampoos, uh, solid shampoos, use no plastic packaging by leaving out water. There is a company called Ethique 
They sell shampoos and conditioners and soaps, Mm -hmm. but they don't put them into traditional bottles because like, why are we adding water to a product that then we then have to encase in plastic Mm -hmm. to sell to you that you're going to take out in water and put on your body? Right. So their long-term goal is to completely eliminate the need for plastic and, you know, so I'm like super excited about this. So their shampoo and their conditioner Something you would take out and you would just put in your hair as a soap product that would mix with the water and then become what you need. So it starts it starts more dry. It's so a it's solid like a bar. Dry... Oh, so it's like a bar of soap, but it's a bar of shampoo. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Plastic bags, a hu- plastic and plastic bags are a huge problem for the environment. Eighty percent of recyclable plastic bottles end up in landfills each year. So, and it's not biodegradable. It takes hundreds of years to Right, that's the big thing, right? It just, it doesn't degrade, so, And what's worse is tons of plastic ends up in the ocean, and it breaks down into small pieces that are then eaten by marine life. Mm -hmm. Um, So... And that directly impacts Dory and her friends. Without any reforms, the ocean could contain more plastic than fish by 2050, which is not that far away, y'all. Yeah. I'm all for, you know, degradable stuffs. Makes more sense to me. Uh, a novel coincidence, Hemingway wins the Hemingway lookalike contest. <laughs> Did you know that there's a Hemingway lookalike contest? No, no, Danae. I did not know there was a Hemingway lookalike contest. Well, Dave Hemingway of Macon, North Carolina, beat out 139 competitors to win the contest in Key West, Florida on Saturday night. Is he related to Ernest Hemingway? I'm assuming it's an Ernest Hemingway lookalike contest. That's right. And it, but is he related? Like, is he a descendant? He is not related, but he is a Hemingway. <laughs> Wasn't there a celebrity who entered their own lookalike contest and lost? Seems like there's at least an urban legend about that or something. I'm trying to remember who it was, but it was somebody who... It was somebody like Trump or somebody like that who, you know, has a very distinct remember. look and they... There was a, you know, lookalike contest and they entered and they ended up coming in second place, I think. Man, I wish I could That's remember. That's really funny. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It was probably an urban legend. Oh, to be famous enough to have a lookalike contest named after you. Can you imagine, Danae? Can you imagine a Danae lookalike contest? Like how weird that would be to think people were just trying to look like you I'd and win a contest. I'd be so happy because I feel like I would then meet the people who I will be approached and say, you look just like so-and-so. Uh-huh. Or, I thought I saw your the story yesterday. Your doppelganger. I want to uh-huh. meet that doppelganger. You want to meet your doppelganger? I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I'm a little bit bummed out because I thought that this article was going to reveal more information, but its title is, Millennials Rejoice! Your dog can now take and take and text you selfies. Oh, yeah? And then it doesn't tell you how? It's a video, which doesn't help me at all. Oh, I see. So, but I guess it's teach your dog how to text and take selfies. And it's a camera attached. It's a camera that's plugged into the wall. Uh huh. And the dog can go over to it and press a button and take a picture of himself. And then it automatically texts you the yeah. picture. I saw something similar on a uh, dog bowl, on like the water bowl, where the, the dog could initiate like a Skype session. Yes. Something like that. How so, fun is that? Yeah. I love that. Uh, world's tallest water slide may also be the most frightening. This one annoys me because it's like, well, duh. <laughs> world's tallest mountain may be the most difficult to climb. Ugh. 
This is this is annoying. 164 feet. Is that though. the one in Kansas City? No, it's Mount Kilimanjaro water slide in uh, Brazil. Oh, really? I thought they were making the world's tallest water slide right near here. Well, they're making it, or is it made? Oh, I don't know. It's it seems difference. like it was like a year ago they were talking about making it. It's outside of Rio de Janeiro. Oh. And it is really, really tall. How tall? Um, You get up to 57 miles an hour. And it's just <laughs> it's just under 164 feet tall, Aaron. Oh, that would hurt so bad. Right? That would hurt so bad. Uh, I would say oh. I would pass. Oh. I would definitely pass. The wedgie alone would be so painful. So I also didn't. I mean, I just read it, but yeah. I didn't process water slide. So I was just thinking slide. <laughs> and I'm like, that's awful. Like if it gets hot and you're just going down it and your skin burns, that'd be awful. That That's not actually what it said. Uh, was there anything about razor blades on there or anything like that? Aaron Dicer. <laughs> that's a callback to the exclusive pre-show, which you can hear on Mixler if you want to. Uh, what else you got? What else are you hoarding? A lot of stuff about back to school right now. You know, just people like articles on snacks and ways to wake up and tips from teachers and how to get your kid into a good homework routine. <laughs> I save these because I feel like it's important. Maybe somebody would want to uh-huh. know about it, yeah. but I will never read it myself. All right, pick one. Children. One more that you really want to get into. You've got time for one more. Say goodbye to clogged toilets with this poo emoji plunger. <laughs> That's the one you chose. That's the important one. To let people know. Here's my concern with the poo emoji plunger, which uh-huh. is a, pl- a plunger that looks like the poo emoji. Yes. It has white eyes and a white smiley face. We all know the poo face. emoji, yes. When it- you plunge poo, do you think it's going to stay white? That thing is going to be disgusting <laughs> for so many reasons. What, the eyes, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that white discoloration. There's a reason most plungers are like a dark color. I was either going to do that one or the one that says researchers are painting eyes on cow butts in the name of conservation. <laughs> Would you prefer me have read that one instead? Well, you've read them both now. So all things considered, it. you got them both in. I did get them both They're in. They're using the backside of cows to scare away lions, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. The researchers were looking at how other you know, animals in nature, if they have mm-hmm. eyes on them, um, it will scare away your predator, or because like, they think they've a, been spotted. Yeah, or if a yeah. lion is hunting, you know, an antelope or something, and the antelope turns and sees the lion, the lion's more likely to back down mm-hmm. on the hunt. I, so lions are taking out livestock, so they're think so they've started painting eyeballs on its on their butts. Mm-hmm. So their tail looks like a really long nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's really entertaining. Like a very strange elephant. I never thought that I would be so entertained looking at cow butts, but I, I was very entertained by it. That <laughs> reminds me, I've always wondered how leopards eat, like how they find any prey to attack leopards. Because they're spotted. Because they've always been spotted. Oh, yes. Thank Aaron. you, Danae. I appreciate that. I appreciate you going there. No, Aaron. Thanks for checking out Shoe the Dough today. Uh, it is our pleasure to hang out with you every Tuesday on this show. 
And uh, if you want to know more about what goes on, you can certainly check out more about the other Live and Later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Shoe the Dough. That's M-I-X-L-R.com slash Shoe the Dough. That's Here's also another one. where you can listen live. New Brain Map identifies 97 previously unknown regions. You can also find out more about Aaron and Danae at AaronandDanae.com. How cool is that? Huge thanks to Caleb for doing today's intro and Chris Tilly for composing the intro music. Uh, also, much love and gratitude, of course, to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at a buck a month and comes with some fun perks. You can find out more info at patreon.com slash shoe the dough. Also, if you know of a podcast or have a podcast idea that you'd like to see on the network, make sure and let us know. All feedback is welcome at Aaron and Danae at gmail.com. Brain something or other? What was the brain thing? Don't you wish you knew? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to do the outro.